A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Any information being shared here is not intended, nor does it constitute financial, tax, legal, investment, or other advice. Before making any decision or taking any action regarding your finances, you should consult a qualified financial advisor. So hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us again. Um, So today I'm speaking to Putanang. And we are focusing on um, building generational wealth, which is the series that I've started. And I keep saying I started this series just for my own benefit, more than anybody else. And if anybody else mm-hmm. actually does gain something from it, I think that's a, that's a brilliant thing. Um, so I've got Putanang on the chair. She will introduce herself. Putanang, welcome. Thanks, Mbume. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to the conversation and just sharing my thoughts. Um, no expert. I'm just the average human being. So I'm just going to share my thoughts. That's great. Anyway, for this series, we've got a big disclaimer that says this is not about financial advice <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. This mm-hmm. People must go to their financial advisors if there's anything that they want to do. Here, yeah. we're just sharing mm-hmm. people's mm-hmm. thoughts and, and people's experiences, and we, we take it from there. Yeah. So thank you for coming yeah. through. Um, so please introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do. Okay. Um, yeah, so my name is Putanang Mutsialwa. I am a traveler at heart. Um, if I could get paid for traveling, that's what I would spend the rest of my life doing. I would just pack up my family and off we would go. And I am, I work as an accountant. I, I, I work in a firm that is based in Sunny Hill, which I started, co-founded with uh, my partners 11 years ago now. And uh, we're based in Sunny Hill in Joburg. I am a mother to two kids, a six-year-old a boy and a two-year-old um, girl. And uh, the four of us with my husband uh, live out in Hartebiers, close to the mountains. And uh, yeah, one of our interests is hiking, although this year has just been very busy and I have not done much hiking, but that's definitely another one of my interests. And I love, I absolutely love money. Um, And wealth creation is definitely one of those things that I I, I enjoy, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I love the fact that you say you love money. And, and the reason why I love that is because we were kind of brought up with money conversations not happening. And it was usually frowned upon when you say you love money, you know, like, how can you be loving money? And, and the Bible will be quoted in oh, yeah. out of context when oh, it yeah. comes to when it comes to loving money. 
Yeah. And and every time I hear, because I think it's taken me time to even also be confident to say, I love money. And and I was in Durban last week and I was at the till and there was an Indian lady there who was talking to, to the teller. And she, ju- she just kept repeating about how much she loved money. And I got fascinated <laughs> standing there. And I was like, wow, it's so great just to hear somebody saying, I love money. Yeah. Because I think... If you love money, you, you, you embrace it, right? And chances are you're going to attract it because how can you attract something that you don't love? How can you have something that you don't love? And, and that for me has, was an eye-opener, not even sure when the aha moment kind of happened. Yeah. So yeah, so please talk to me about what does generational wealth mean for you? Um, so generational wealth for me means um it's it's a legacy thing it's about knowing i have equipped my children to equip their children to equip their children etc etc i think uh we generally like or there's so much talk let me say that i've seen around um generational curses you know Mm all these negative patterns that happen in families. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, they have a generational curse. And we don't realize that we actually can have generational blessings as well. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody can decide and say, it's done guys. Like it ends with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody in my family is going to be poor or nobody in my family is going to be unhealthy and die at the age of 35, whatever Mm -hmm. it is um, that the patterns that we see, that we learn. As kids, we go through conditioning. Um, We talk about raising our kids, but what we're actually talking about is conditioning them in a certain way, most of us, Uh, because because they have to fit in and we're all trying to fit in in one way or the other. And some of the conditioning that I come from is about just not having enough money to do whatever. It could be anything, you know. And um, I mean, some of the decisions that I have made, fundamental decisions, come from those moments when I was told that we don't have money to buy X, Y, Z, or, you know, Mm. you need to think about your siblings, you're the first child, please be considerate, et cetera, et cetera. I made fundamental decisions in those moments, and that's probably why I'm an accountant (laughs) today, you know. Um, but, but I made the decision that I am not going to, you know, my life is going to be different. Um, I've, I've always believed that money is a tool. It's a tool that's going to help you to express who you are to the world. And it's going to help you to let the world experience you because, you know, that quote that says there's no, um, don't shine, don't. There's no whatever in plain small. Let your light shine. I can't remember. Marian Wilson. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's no benefit to, to the world for you to play small. Yeah. And playing small or, or playing big, if I can call it, actually living up to your personal power sometimes does require money. And money is that tool that you're going to use to let us experience Mbume and listen to Mbume's podcast, <laughs> you know, because I don't know who else was going to put it the way Mbume put it. 
And if Mpumet did not stand up and let us experience that, using the resources that she has been given at her disposal through the gifts that have been given to her, then we are missing out, you know? If you can think about anybody who actually stood up and did something, they had to silence the negative talk. They had to keep getting up. They had to persevere. They had to keep all of this. They had to believe in it. And, and yeah, so, so, so that, that for me is, is generational wealth. It's what am I leaving to my kids? Is it just the money? Money is important. I can't just leave them the money. I need to give them the tools to be able to manage that money and actually have it go from generation to generation. And, you know, it's like how in the workplace they talk about um, the technical skills as you move higher. Yeah. become so irrelevant it's more about your management skills your interpersonal yeah. your people skills etc all of those skills far supersede the technical because you can train the technical up but mm. if someone is just not willing they have a bad attitude the people skills it's difficult it really becomes difficult and that is the stuff that we need that I need to be teaching my kids because I think in terms of the money, I'm convinced that that is fine. That is taken care of. They will have the money, but will they have that nurturing inside of them to be able to actually take care of the money that they would have been left with? Yeah. And, and why is this important to you? And, and I like that you talk about how they can take care of the money. Um, because I think that that that's the part that I keep laughing about it with the people that I've I've spoken to about the fact that now you 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 work hard and you you leave this money, but then just the next generation, not even second generation or third generation, kind of squanders this money away. Yep. But yeah. but like, how do you then make sure that like this second generation, the, the first one, can pass it on? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's the million dollar question. I mean, if if you are uh, Jeff Bezos, I don't even know, or if you're Elon Musk, let's say Elon Musk. Yeah. If you're Elon Musk, it's very difficult for your children to squander that type of wealth. They have to be on a mission right exactly but for the rest billions of us and billions. yeah no they have to be on a mission they have to be like we're thinking i'm i'm gonna fly a plane and i'm gonna just let the money fly down into the ocean <laughs> literally you're on a mission but for the rest of us average people um who are going to leave i don't know maybe a couple of millions maybe one million uh to your kids and you are wanting them to you know, maybe have a better start, have a property when they start working, have a car um, when they start with basic things that we wish we could have had when we started. Um, you know, for me, it's about just the conversations that I have with my kids as early as they are now, six and two, and um, making sure that the beliefs that I'm creating within them about money are not rooted in the scarcity, which is where I come from. I come from, there's just not enough. They will never be enough. Um, 
And I need to teach them that there's always enough and there will always be more than enough. The whole thing about money being a currency. So what you're trying to do is you're not trying to hoard money. You're trying to create, you know, inflows and outflows, just like what you do with your life. You get up, you move, you do things, you go back to sleep. You don't sit in one place the whole day, every day. You are moving. And the same thing with money. That's what you want. You want your money to be moving around. You want your money to, like I said, help you to express yourself in life. And and that means different things for both my kids. And, and those are the conversations that we have. You know, what are your desires? What is it that you would like to do? You know, you've got mm-hmm. 10 bucks, you've got 20 bucks, you've got a thousand bucks. What would you like to do with that money? So, and, and, and in terms of why it's important, I think it's, it's really a nice to have for us. I think everybody is born with the innate ability to generate wealth and create money and all of that. And so it's it's really just a nice to have to know that, okay, at least my kids are not going to be starting from negative, like with student loans, if they decide to go to university. That would be nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if they started with student loans, ah, you know what? This is life, guys. They <laughs> will figure it out. Uh, but for me, I just want them to have better than that. I want them to not make decisions that are perceived life or death, because I think a lot of decisions we think are life or death, but they're not. Um, I want them to express themselves. If they decide that, eh, you know what, I like cooking. I just think that cooking is my thing. Let me go and cook. Then go and cook. I didn't have those luxuries. I had to make sure that I, you know, go to school finish school, get a job, the typical formula. Um, But if we had had different conversations at home about money, if I had heard different things about money at home, my decisions may have been different, you know. Yeah. And and I think it's that part of giving them just the basis to start, right? But I think I think there's also a bigger ambition of being for them to be able to grow what you've left. And, and make it easier even for the next generations to come. Because I think, I think for me, that will be the ideal um, yeah. situation. Um, yeah. And I think the biggest question is, like, how do you even get there? Like, what, what are you supposed to do? Sometimes it seems daunting. Like, where do I start? For somebody who's listening, who's just starting off out of university, like, where do they even start? I think if this is about educating your kids about money and wealth, etc., it has to start with you um, because I don't think you can teach something that you don't know or something that you are uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of resources out there. Let's say wealth is just not within your radar, right? You've just been moving through life, but now you're wanting to actually start looking at wealth and saying, how can I create wealth? You have to find a way that is interesting to you. So you will hear other people saying, oh, I made a million from Bitcoin. I just made my first billion, million from, see, billions are on my mind. I'm talking about billions. <laughs> but anyway, 
<laughs> I just made my first million um, from cryptocurrency. And then you're thinking, oh, yeah, maybe crypto is the way to go, running off to crypto, but you don't understand it. You just heard Mbume told you that, you know, she put in uh, 150,000 rand last year, December, and that 150,000 rand is now a million. <laughs> and she's able to take her family out on holiday in December nicely, and she's not worried about costs, etc. Or then you hear, oh, Putanang has six properties, and um, out of that six properties, she's now decided she's going to leave her job, and she's just going to be sitting at home. She's a housewife now. Yo, let me go and do property. You're running off to property. It doesn't work that way. There are so many different, unique ways to make money. And each one of us has that one or two or three ways. It doesn't matter, however many ways they are for you specifically. I think it's important to listen to people, to hear what people are doing um, in terms of, you know, making money, having cash flow, etc. But you can't do what other people are doing. I think you are just listening in just to get ideas and say, hmm, okay, that's interesting. I can't believe it. Like she did to leave her job and then she was interviewing people on YouTube and then this thing just became a sensation. Like you can't replicate that, you know, because you can't be Mbume. You can't, you can't be someone else. So you have to find whatever is of interest to you. And interest is important because if you're not interested, you can't sustain it. So it must be something that actually excites you, that, you know, you want to spend time in it, learning, etc. And sometimes you might feel that, Yo, I can't find anything. That is okay. Some people get rich from sitting in jobs, guys. And, and that is okay too, you know. Don't feel that everybody's leaving their job, they're starting their own thing. I think this is the way to go. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. If it's too much work for you, it's too much work for you. Like it, it, it must resonate specifically with you because you can't come and replicate what I am doing. You don't know what I was doing 35 years ago, 15 years ago, etc. And therefore you can't do what I'm doing. You have to go and do what fits for you, what interests you. And in doing that, you are actually teaching your kids that it's okay for them to be themselves. You can go, you can try crypto, and they can see you trying crypto, and then you decide, hey, this thing is not for me. And they see that, and they're like, okay, so I don't actually have to stick it out in something that I don't enjoy. If I don't yeah. like it, I, I really don't have to sit in pain. You know, pain mm -hmm. is not necessary. I can go and try something else. And, and that type of conditioning for me is so important because we can be so obsessed with growing through pain and growing through perseverance and strife and this and that. And we celebrate each other for those things. And people who have it easy in life actually feel ashamed <laughs> that they have things easy in life. Why do we not all want it to be easy? I want it to be easy. And well, so, I also you know, want it to be easy. <laughs> I want it to be easy. I can't. I can't do the whole struggle. Guys, I'm done with that. Like, please log me off. Sign me out. <laughs> I'm not there. So, so you know, it's, it's important that they actually, your kids can see that, okay, she's trying. She keeps trying. She doesn't get it. Sometimes she gets it and we can see. Now we're going on holiday to Mauritius. 
we can see, okay, mama, what happened? Oh, no, no, I got to pay out on my investments or whatever, you know, and, 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 and that's fun. So, so in as much as there's the learning and there's the sticking in it and all of this, the fun side, <laughs> we all love spending money. I love spending money. I love the feeling of getting new things or getting new experiences or, you know, decorating my home, which I did um, recently. It's, it's, it's fun. It's nice to get those feelings. And, yeah. and, and when your kids see all of that, that starts to build their money story, their psyche, their, their beliefs um, that they are then going to implement 20, 30 years from now. But when do you start? When, what is the right age to start having this conversation or to expose them to these money conversations? I think you start from wherever you are and you start now. Maybe you haven't started. You start now, you know. You can, you can find out from your kids what is it that they know. And you don't ask, what do you know, <laughs> you know. You ask them, oh, okay, is there something that you would have wanted uh, to buy today in the tuck shop, for example? Oh, no, 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 I had enough money. Oh, okay, that's nice. Is there someone that you know that maybe didn't have enough money? Whatever. I mean, there's ways to get conversations in without asking one-word answer questions from our kids. And so I think you just, however age appropriate, if you have a two-year-old, you can't have, you know, a two-year-old conversation with a 15-year-old. With a 15-year-old, you need to tailor it in such a way that the 15-year-old will actually understand for themselves and the two-year-old as well. For each of them to be engaged in the discussion, it must be age appropriate. So in, in terms of what you discuss, I, I know kids like it can be sensitive information to be sharing your bank account with them, for example. Then they're gonna be broadcasting and saying, yo, my mom has 4.9 million in her bank account. <laughs> but I know she told you she's broke, she's lying. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and the more you tell them not to tell, that's when they're going to no, tell. No, 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 they will tell. They will tell people. Yeah. So 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 for us, um, you know, we just have discussions around income. Like uh, Tiamo knows that my biggest investment is the business that I'm working in, which is my business. And the same goes for his father. And he understands that those two businesses actually give us money on a monthly basis for us to be able to pay for X, Y, Z. They pay for his golf lessons. They pay for the ice cream that he sometimes would like to get. Um, you know, when mommy's done working and they pay for the holidays that, that we go on. In terms of teaching kids about money, wealth, etc., it has to be age-appropriate um, content, if I can call it that. And you also are obviously going to start where you are. <laughs> you know, you can't teach your kids about cryptocurrency if you don't know anything about cryptocurrency. But if you know everything about selling tomatoes, you can teach them everything there is to know about tomatoes or almost everything. You know, I don't think we all know everything, but we can teach them as much as we know. So the conversation you're going to have with your two-year-old is not going to be the same as the conversation you're going to have with your 16-year-old. Your 16-year-old is already making money decisions. Your two-year-old is not making any money decisions. But you would like both of them to have some sort of intelligence around wealth and, and money. So um, I think, you know, with, with our kids, um, they understand that investments are, are what you make 
money from and you can invest your time and you can get money and then you can take money and you can invest in other things. And you investing your time is normally your job. And it's also normally when you're educating yourself, when you actually have to sit and say, how do I buy my first property or how do I buy my first share on the on the JSE or if you want to buy in New York, whatever. And that time is then what's going to yield you that return and you can take this money and you can go and invest it in other things. And you can invest it in more investments or you can invest it back into yourself. You can take a trip or you can buy a course um, that that is going to you know, enhance you and your knowledge in, in whatever way that you may have identified. So, so he understands that the businesses that we have are essentially the biggest investments that we have because that's where we are investing a lot of our time, which we can't necessarily get back. And that those are the businesses that pay for, you know, the day-to-day, um, the groceries that I would go with him to go and get <laughs> on a weekly basis. The money comes from the salary from the company that I have invested my time in, in starting and setting up, etc. But he also understands that, you know, we have bought other investments. Um, he understands, you know, okay, so there's easy equities. And sometimes my mom or my dad will get a dividend uh, because they've invested in this share. And, you know, we, we try and make it fun for them in that, you know, if there's like a milestone that either one of us would have reached, then we would get, you know, some sparkling grape juice and we would celebrate and just have champagne <laughs> together. And, and in that way, then they know that, you know, okay, this, this is actually fun for their birthdays or pre-COVID. We would go away on trips, um, you know, and, and that would be a way for us to, to celebrate again in, in just talking about you're not trying to just accumulate money. You're trying to move money around in your life, you know, so you're not just getting it so you can sit here and be prudent, consistently prudent. No, you must spend it. You must express yourself and you must just, you know, let your light shine. Um, out into the world through the money that you would have been given as a tool to express yourself. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it's, if you are not doing that yourself, it does make it difficult, right, to teach anybody else. That might be the thing to do. Because when you think about it, most of us were either um, told that you need to hold on to money because it's Mm -hmm. gas, Mm -hmm. or there will be that element of that the minute then the money comes, it goes and gets spent. All of it is gone. Like then yeah. how do you even get them to comprehend that concept of money needs to flow? Because I think even when you've got it, sometimes the, the, there's that anxiety of it going out, you know, with not knowing that um, when am I going to get more coming in? Like those type of conversations, how do you make them to understand? Yeah, so so that's, in my belief, the spiritual aspect of life because we're moving into trust. Um, we're moving into faith because nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, all you can do is just do your best today. 
if you do your best today, you enjoy yourself tomorrow. I mean, today, tomorrow will come, maybe. And if it comes again, it's the new today and you enjoy yourself today. Um, I think I spoke earlier about the skills around making, creating and keeping money, et cetera, earlier on. And I think if you have those skills, you can, you can live in trust. You can live in trust whether you have the skills or not. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, our beliefs are just not at that level where we can sit here with no money and no anxiety. It just, life is not structured in that way, unfortunately. You don't have yeah. money, you have anxiety of some sort. And so, you know, me teaching my kids all these other skills around money management, around learning to find something that is your niche that you enjoy, et cetera, et cetera. It will help them to sit and know that I don't worry about my breath. I don't sit here and worry about tomorrow there won't be any oxygen for me to breathe. Like, I don't know, the trees are going to be on strike or something. None of us sits and worry about oxygen for tomorrow, but we sit and we worry about money for tomorrow. You know, mm. Um, mm. life we know, all trust. That life is structured in such a way, nature is structured in such a way that we are going to be able to breathe tomorrow if we are alive. And therefore, I'm trying to instill in them that, look, for as long as your breath is guaranteed, your money flow is guaranteed. Money works the same way as breath. You must live in the same trust. The soil that we eat food from is going to nurture you until you die. It nurtures all of us. We all eat from the same soil. Whether you are worried about money or you are Elon Musk or Oprah Winfrey, we all eat from the same soil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the worrying sometimes literally just doesn't add value, but it, it gives you stress and, and, and strain and, and even blocks the good things exactly. that might happen because you are now creating, you're fulfilling the prophecy of just being all anxious and worrying about you're not going to get. But that takes a lot of working with yourself. And I can speak to that because I think for me, the anxiety of not having has always been there at the back of my head. And I've had to do a lot of work on, on really even just coming myself about believing that there's a lot of money out there, right? There's enough for all of us. And I just need to play my part to get my peace. And everybody has got their peace. But yeah, that takes a lot, as you were saying, we're conditioned. And yeah. the things that we see our parents doing, yeah. that, those are the stories that we start creating for ourselves. Yeah. And I think every and time I say something to my kids, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I'm not traumatizing yeah. them for future. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like our kids will be fine, guys. I was saying to someone that we live in an era where we are worried about, you know, scarring our kids and then they have to pay for therapy and whatever when they are 25 and they can't get their life together because, you know, my mom said this to me. And you know what I mean? I think I think we uh, were blessed in that Yes, there were disadvantages in terms of our upbringing. But for whatever reason, guys, we've been able to work through all of that. And we are here and we're still trying. And, 
you know, the fear of traumatizing our kids. Now I've said, you know what, I'm going to, they're going to carry trauma from me. But on the other side, I am teaching them that if you struggle with something, get help. Mm. Don't sit here and say, you know, I don't know how to make money. Okay, then get someone who can help you to learn how to make money. It's important to know your limitations. So that's great. You've identified that you don't know how to make money. Who knows how to make money? Go to them. Pay for their services or ask them for their free time if they have any. You know, but but don't sit there and die inside because you don't know how to figure this thing out. You must reach out to people. This is this is life. It's true. No man is an island. You cannot do anything by yourself and nobody knows everything. You know, we all have support structures around us that are helping us with so many things. As long as you know that, you should be okay. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's such a good perspective that even that process of knowing that I will traumatize you in some shape or your form. Because whatever that I say lands differently yeah. with you. And, yeah. and 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 you find that most of the time it's not even coming from a bad place. It's just me yeah. saying something. And yeah. then it lands badly and now you're scarred. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. We must just accept. You know, yeah. I think I think everybody does their best, especially when it comes to your kids. Most people are really doing their best. Even our parents did their best in as much as we're carrying these scars from our upbringing. They did not know better. And that yeah, is... They didn't know true. what they didn't know, which is no, true. No, they didn't. They did not know it. And yeah, I, I will budget in my wealth creation journey for you to go and get coaches and therapists and whatever as my child for as long as you know that you don't sit there with a problem like you must learn to outsource things that you cannot do yourself yeah and and i think that's 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 a good learning because you you can walk this journey of life and mainly the journey of of money on your own and in mm-hmm. your own corner without mm-hmm. having to get help because you don't know what you don't know so mm-hmm to put yourself out there and to ask questions and to have advisors and all sorts of other people and will is the way to go. It really, really helps you to, to maneuver the, the journey. Yeah. So are there any resources? Is this stuff that um, <coughs> parents can look at on how to, to teach their kids around money? Um, is there anything that you know that you can share? And and the reason why I kind of chose this topic for you is because I always see you talking about money and kids. And, and there's like this sense of you're already walking this journey with your kids. And 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 yeah. that for me was is quite fascinating. Yeah. So I I I don't really have resources because I, I think it's a personal journey. So what you see me sharing is is my personal journey. And, you know, just to make reference to what I said earlier is that you need to find what interests you. And in doing that, you are instilling in them that they need to find something that interests them. Because maybe property is your thing um, and you settle on that. Uh, But for them, it's like, my goodness, like, I don't want to deal with tenants. I don't want to deal with city of 20, city of, I don't want to deal with 
any of that, the accounts and what, I, I'm really, I'm not interested in any of that. And maybe they just want to send 500 random months to easy equities and see what that looks like. Because for them, that's real passive, you know? And, and we all have different perspectives. Um, so the best resource is yourself. And you learn, you teach your kids what you know. You share your journey with your kids. You let your kids see you and your failures and your trying and failing and trying and failing again. And, you know, because those are conversations that we have in our household and, and they land on our kids, you know. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was that I just did not want to have the conversations about my kids need stationery, but I don't, I don't have money to buy stationery. That, that for me was just a no-no, you know? And so whatever conversations you're having, ask yourself, are these conversations building me? Start, start with you. Are they building me? And if they're building you, they're probably building your kids. If they're not building you, you've got some introspection, you know, to go and do. And if, if you are not having any money conversations, Again, also ask yourself why, you know, in the home, um, why are you guys not having any money conversations? Is it a shame thing? Is it, a, I don't know. I don't know what, what the reasons would be, but, but you would know. And that energy is what's going to transfer to your kids. Um, so maybe you are in the position of, I actually don't know how to make money. Then get online. There are many resources. There's books that you can read, um, and I'm talking now to the adults, and yeah. you know you can make it age appropriate. I know when I read a book, um, especially Tiamo wants to know, my son wants to know what is the book about, what are they saying? Oh, okay, what happened? So you know those those things happen naturally in the home. I think I'm conscious about them because I'm homeschooling, and so I I, I always just have this thing of wanting to know what are my kids learning are they learning um because they they don't have access to um sitting in a classroom with a teacher who's sitting with a curriculum and trying to make sure that in two months this is what they've done we actually learn as we go so sit on youtube um buy books uh you can there's audible there's podcasts there's um blogs um people use instagram to blog as well these days there's so much that is available to us um as resources as as parents and in whatever it is that you are doing that's where you take your kids on that journey and i think it's also important to also just let kids be kids um and and not you know, let's not try to make kids be a millionaire by age six so that we can go and tell our friends, yeah, no, Tiamo was a millionaire by age six, you know, self-made, whatever. No, like, let's let kids be kids. Um, so they're not concerned about making money. They're just learning and exploring so many things in life, and money is one of them. And so when the conversations comes up, entertain their conversations. But... Um, for me personally, I, I don't like to put a focus and say, okay, we're going to learn about money now. You must know about money. I believe it's going to happen by osmosis and I can see that it's happening. Yeah. 
And, and, and I think it is happening by osmosis, uh, Putanang, because you are, you are very, you love money, as you said, it's something that is very much integral in, in who you are yeah. and in your, in your own space. Whereas with, you might find that in other spaces, it is a bedroom conversation because maybe there is scarcity and there's yeah. a sense of fear around having those conversations. And, and, and when that happens, it also doesn't then help the kids um, because then they don't understand. And I just remember those conversations about when you ask for something, you must know that you only get it at the end of the month because there yeah. is money now. Now, you know, yeah. and, and, and maybe that also wasn't a bad thing because there was an element of you need to plan, you know, yes. you need yes. to plan, you need to budget, um, and yeah. money is not always here. You know, those lands, money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> and it does. The funny thing is paper grows on trees and money is made from paper. So money grows on trees. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, really, I really love that. Like my son has got a thing about just go to the ATM. Ma, just go yeah. to the ATM. Yeah. Where's, where's your card? Where, did you lose your card? No, then there's money. <laughs> you need to put money in there, dude, before you can take it out. But yeah, yeah no, I think it's a, it's a fun. And, and I think making it fun and not making it this daunting conversation i i really think it it, it helps it, it just eases the conversation and they get to pick up things as as they go along yeah but Anand, thanks for taking the time so um are you on social media where do people find you yes i am i am putana mutialwa on facebook and i am puti m on um on Instagram and LinkedIn is also my name. Thank you. Thank you very much for the time. And, and I think you really covered those thoughts about how do we even bring our kids to this conversation? Because this podcast is necessarily targeted at professionals, but most of these professionals have got kids and, and this yeah. man is, I strongly believe we, we need to have, and we might not have mastered it, but yeah. Life, we are breathing, we are here. So yeah. we can always it. try again. Exactly. We can always try again. So thanks, thanks for the time, for making the time. I really highly appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Bume. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.